0: Warning. This show of ours, Before I Forget, may contain some themes and ideas and other crap that you may find offensive. We're sorry. Listener discretion is advised. Also, the opinions and ideas expressed in this show, this podcast, this thing of ours called Before I Forget, are our opinions alone. They do not represent the army or any other organization. It's just us talking Anyway, thank you for listening to Before I Forget And enjoy the show What's going on folks? Tyree here with Before I Forget And today is, according to the schedule, my day for a solo show Mondays are for guests. Thursdays are solo shows for me and Kevin. This is my week. Normally, I would talk about army stuff. I'm sorry. Take that back. Normally, I would talk about police stuff, but this particular time for this story, I'm going to talk about army stuff. A particularly funny story to me anyway. So back in 2002, before we were done with this really long 52-day field problem. Uh, I didn't really know everyone that great. I knew some folks. I knew the folks that i traveled over to Germany with and joined the unit with, the people that I was in rear D, rear detachment with before we got sent to the field. I wasn't really familiar with the guys in the platoon so much. But over the 52 days, we kinda got to know each other a lot better. Now, what was the catalyst for us really having conversations more about things was music. Kevin and I are big System of a Down fans. At least we were back then. I still am, I don't know about Kevin. Huge System of a Down fan. We would, uh, I mean, when I was in basic training, I listened to that album every day. Yes, even in Bixit training, every day. I got an Article 15 because I got caught with a CD player. And the album that was in that CD player was Toxicity. It's my favorite, one of my favorite albums. <clears throat> anyway, fast forward to Graduating Basic. My punishment for that, by the way, was 15 days hard labor, I guess. And, you know, reduction in pay. Or, you know, you, you pay for whatever the fuck you did. So, uh, Because I had admitted to my shit and I didn't snitch on anybody else, the drill sergeant made my particular 15-day punishment something really dumb and easy. So there was this huge pile of dirt on one side. Well, let me backtrack a little bit more. I went to basic training at Fort Bidding. All infantrymen do, so that's where I went. I I was in uh, Delta Company 219, and that was known as Candyland or whatever the fuck back then. Uh fun place. I fucking totally advise you give it a shot. That's my five star rating for uh Delta 219 basic training and Benning Anyway uh there was uh leading up to the company there's this long walkway and there was this five ten foot five by ten foot wide pile of dirt And the uh, drill sergeant gave me an (laughs) e-tool And had me move the dirt from one side of the street To the other side of the street It took about four days for me to move this entire pile of dirt But it was fun, you know Came back uh, all dirty every night Everyone else is sleeping and writing letters And I'm covered with dirt and taking a shower and talking shit Because somebody snitched on me But it is what it is Anyway, fast forward to getting to the unit uh, the field problems almost up, and we're sitting here thinking, Man, we should do something. Or at least they're sitting there thinking. When I say there, I mean it was uh, Kevin, Meat, Dave Parlow, Jesse Haugen, and myself. May have been another person there. I don't remember. Bad memory. Anyway, the plan was they had known that System of a Down was going to be in town. Well not in town, they're gonna be in France, Paris, at Le Zenith, uh having a concert, and they wanted to go. As I was walking past, I'm like, oh shit, you guys are System of a Down fans? Like, yeah, you you like System of a Down? Like, yeah, I do. What the fuck? But you're you're black. Like, what the fuck, man? Come on, give me a break. Everybody likes all kind of music. So I included myself in their plans we're all going to fucking Paris and we're all gonna see system over down it's gonna be great now me being a 38 year old person now I would definitely pick up the tickets before I went to the show just so you know I had a seat we didn't do that we just went and fucking hope for the best and it, it did not work out so we get back from the field and I believe almost the next day we're gonna to go to Paris. Initially, uh, you know, I didn't give a shit about Paris for the most part. I just wanted to drink our first day back. I remember meeting Doc Skillen at The Rock Corner and it had to have been a Tuesday, two for one, because I don't drink Jack and Coke, but for whatever reason, I was drinking a lot of Jack and Cokes. And I don't think I've drinking the Jack and Coke or Jack since then. I don't even like Coke because of Jack. Anyway, super drunk, man. I got to drink two trays of tequila shots, which is alcohol poisoning right there. And like probably five or six Jack and Cokes, which is again, way too much for somebody who has no tolerance for alcohol. I didn't eat that day either. So, you know, (laughs) you know how that works out. No, No food in your stomach. A stomach full of liquor is gonna make you sick. So, I was drunk. I made my way back to the room early, cause I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna go to Paris the next day. I want to have my shit straight." I packed, kinda. I laid down. The the whole world was spinning, like everything was spinning out of control. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" It. Passed out. No shit. Maybe about three or four hours later, hear a knock on the door. Boom, boom, boom. Fucking Tyree, let's go. We got to hit the train to Paris. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm, I am way too drunk for this. Like, like, you ever see people walking on the side of the street <laughs> and they're so drunk, they just kind of just stumble and they're not standing up straight. They're leaning backwards, but they're still moving forward like their knees are leading the way. That's how drunk I was so they come to the door knock and I'm like you know what I I, I think I'm too drunk for this I don't think I can go to Paris and uh, my roommate at the time Jason King he's like you know what he's fucking southern dude from Texas you know what dude I'm like what you don't get to go to Paris every day man I'm like huh really it's just down the street he's like yeah but this is kind of a special occasion dude you should get up and go I'm like alright fuck So, grabbed my bag and made my way out to the taxi with everyone else. And by then, the drunkenness is starting to kick in. Full tilt, full tilt. And I start throwing up. And I don't really throw up a lot. Especially not from drinking, but this particular time, fuck. Way too much drinking, a whole lot of throwing up. So I threw up before I left the barracks, I threw up, when we got to the taxi, I threw up outside of the taxi window all the way to the train station. I made it to the train station, ate a pop tart. Not the normal American square rectangular pop tarts, this was like a circular kind of thing back in 2002, it was weird. Ate that shit, <clears throat> threw it up, threw up on the side of the train, threw up on the inside of the train. I didn't even enjoy the scenery of driving to fucking Paris or you know on the train, train ride to Paris. So I was too busy throwing up. Dave Parlow started smoking a cigar and that made me even more sick. He's like, Brian, you're okay? I'm like, Ugh. man, no, no, it's all bad. I may have thrown up on a guy or a girl or a combination of both. I don't know, but it was all bad. Eventually after, I don't know how many hours of train rides and transfers and all this kind of shit made it to Paris. And uh, I think somebody tried to sell us some cocaine immediately. Um, I didn't really care for that. I was just trying to get to the room where we are going to stay and get myself sorted out. I had not planned on drinking anything for the rest of that trip. We were just going to have a good time and relax. I was somewhat sober, had my feet together, as we like to say. Things were good. Fast forward to us just walking around Paris. We were a day early for the concert, so we decided that we were going to look for Jim Morrison's grave. I don't think particularly that was my idea. I want to say it was Dave and Jesse's idea. Could be wrong, but I'm going to say I'm right for that. They were huge Doors fans, so it makes sense. So the way the cemeteries are broken down in Paris, they're like old, really gothic style Crazy looking cemeteries with these crazy statues. Scary. It's not like some shit you want to go visit, but here we were. I think we visited no less than five or six cemeteries that day trying to find Jim Morrison's grave. Eventually, after asking the Parisians how to get round not understanding language and trying to explain things but everyone know Jim Morrison's grave and they just kind of pointed us in the direction which was always wrong or maybe we misunderstood it I don't know but like I said after about five or six trips to different graveyards we saw some famous graves I guess eventually we made it to Jim Morrison's grave uh, which was kind of underwhelming it was just a big open dirt Pit about the size, uh, you know, six foot hole, six foot tall, three foot, three, four feet wide with a uh, concrete barrier around this dirt hole. I guess there was this, uh, a bust of his head on top of the, uh, the uh, grave site, but people there have chipped it away, so the family took it off. And that the signs of that is still going on there. There are people who uh, chip away pieces of the concrete, they smoke a joint and hang out with them or you know leave cigarettes or leave some drink or I think I saw a couple balloons not the kind that you blow up buddy balloons with that good brown stuff not good for me but you know good for whoever wants it not for me though Uh, it was interesting it was a lot of fun we went to uh, near the Moulin Rouge Uh, had Even though I said I wasn't going to drink, you can't go to Paris without having a cognac, right? So I had cognac and uh, some kind of pastry or something. Eventually, it's time to go to the concert. Uh, We make it back to the room. The room was really weird, okay? It's five of us in a room with two beds, so somebody's sleeping on the floor. A few folks sleeping on the floor. (laughs) But the, uh, the room was situated on top of the hotel like top floor and the elevator was sketchy as shit and I wasn't gonna get in that so I took the stairs. Now Paris has very weird stairs, not your typical stairs you find in the house or you know, in a building here. Things are extremely vertical. So it's like climbing a fucking mountain going up these stairs. The steps are separated by at least a foot and the next step is at least a foot higher But it goes straight up. Imagine, hmm, basically, yeah, like you're climbing a mountain, but you're just going upstairs with all your bags and shit. I fell down those stairs twice (laughs) the first day. Chalking up the drunkenness, maybe. Either way, time for the concert. We're at the concert. We're not in the concert, but we had to find where the zenith was because we don't know the language, so it's hard to get around. Uh, eventually, we found it, and we thought us American soldiers were gonna just walk up to the front door, show our IDs, they're gonna let us buy some tickets that they held on, you know, like we're special, and uh, you know, we get in. This was not the case, like I said before, we did not buy tickets, so the night was basically spent with us on the outside of the concert venue listening. Which was a little embarrassing, but it was still kind of funny and fun. The zenith walls were made of plastic, like plastic bubble type shit. Kind of the same way the, uh, I want to say the Viking Stadium had this, no, no, was it Vikings or was it the Lions? Either way, one of those teams had an uh, inflatable or inflatable stadium ceiling that collapsed. Well, this place is made out of the same material. So we can hear everything. And uh, we're singing along and shit all pissed off. Eventually, we're like, this is dumb. We're still in Paris, so there's still shit to do. So we go over to the Eiffel Tower. Hang out there. I'm pretty sure I got spat on by somebody. Uh, it happens, I guess. <laughs> still had a lot of fun. I wish I had eaten more of the... Persian food, uh, Parisian food from Paris, French food. There you go. I wish I had ate more French food while I was there. I visited Paris a bunch of times after, but this was the first time. So it meant a lot to me a little bit. Um, so now we're taking the train ride back to Germany. Uh, and this time I was actually up to visualize and see everything. I want to say there may have been snow, so it was actually very pretty. It's not every day you get to drive in a train across, you know, borders and different countries. This particular trip on the way back, we ran into uh, this Australian female. (laughs) And her whole goal in life, she says, was to marry a black man. Like, all right, well, I mean, she was cute, but... You know, if that's your goal in life, man, good luck. There's a lot of black folks. There's plenty to pick from. I'm sure I'm not the pick of the litter at this point, all hungover, looking, and worn out. Either way, we made it back to the barracks, split. You know, everyone goes in their own separate directions. And I run into King, and he's like, oh, how was it? I'm like, well, it was a time. I don't know what to tell you past that. And that's pretty much it for this story. Uh... Moral of the story, uh, don't get caught with a CD player in BASIC because they're going to take your money away and make you move dirt. Don't drink a lot when you first get out of the field because you can't handle it. You're going to throw up everywhere like I did. Um, buy a ticket before you get there so that way uh, you don't have to feel like an asshole on the outside of the place listening. Um, maybe learn some of the language maybe pick up a map so you don't have to ask people things. Just kind of figure it out from there. And try to date Australian women. The end. Thank you for listening to Before I Forget. This was a short show. Just me. Just a solo one. Just wanted to put something out there for you guys to listen to until we get our next big show. Uh, That'll be out on Monday. We have some huge guests coming. Um... I'm actually confirming some of the guests and I think we can actually say now, uh, it's not a secret, we're gonna have Command Sergeant Major Todd Sims on our show. Uh, He's the first COM uh, Command Sergeant Major so he's in charge of like the fucking army. (laughs) Not all of it, you know. As a Command Sergeant Major, that's like way up there. And he was our first sergeant when we were deployed to uh, Samara, Iraq for the majority of that year. uh, First Sergeant Salinas was there first, and uh, First Sergeant, now Command Sergeant Major, Sims took over for him. So we're gonna have a a really good conversation with him. I want you guys to submit questions to us. Um, I'll provide the link on our Facebook page. Submit questions to us that you want us to ask the Command Sergeant Major. It's not every day you get to talk to somebody with that kind of power. We've had Sergeant Majors on the show before, Sergeant Major Gill, Sergeant Major Absher. Not to take anything away from those guys, because those guys have worked their asses off to get where they are, but this one's a little bit different. So if you have any questions for him, please submit them to us, and we will ask, as long as it's not too crazy. Um, Like, listen, and subscribe to our show. Share it. And as usual, you guys have a good night, and uh, I'll see you later. Take care.